Bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, Aaron, if we could uh, work on that echo right off the... Oh, there it goes. And, um, okay, that's that's not working. EP, hope you're in there doing well today. And right now, there is a uh, really bad echo off the top but uh, that's the way that's the way we open every once in a while it's okay it's fine we'll get off and running and uh lots to get to today uh i am excited to uh mention to you guys um something very near and dear to my heart and it is my grandmother francis lawrence's 98th birthday is today, and um, that is, uh, she is uh, the matriarch of our family, still the uh, pillar of our family, and uh, still going strong. At age 98, lived right there through World War II. My grandfather served in uh, with the, in the Navy in World War II, and she was back home uh, in the Anna McKinney area and uh, of, uh, of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and this is a... Uh, this is a big day, and our family's very excited, and we'll all get together tonight to celebrate her, but 98 years on this earth. And um, now it's just kind of a, I mean, not to put too much pressure on her, but, uh, I mean, it's just kind of a, a march to 100. I really feel like you should get to celebrate 100 at 99. I think, that really, I think that's the deal you should get in life. But uh, we are very excited. We could not love her any more than we do. And uh, she, is, uh, she is unbelievable. And uh, she's been the greatest grandmother ever. And uh, people go, geez, Mosley, you're a little bit old to have a grandmother still around. And I, I would say to that, yes, that's true. But, uh, but it's very exciting. And, uh, Aaron, I know you had uh, a great uh, – uh, you had really wonderful grandparents yourself. And, and that meant a lot to you, so you know exactly what this means. So – Happy birthday to uh, my grandmother, Frances Lawrence. Her, she's got a real cool middle name. I think it's Frances Ellender. Frances Ellender. I believe that would be E-L-L-E-N-D-E-R, Lawrence. So uh, happy birthday to her, Ninety, number 98. You know what that is, Aaron? That is clean living right there if you make it to 98. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's right. I don't know what you and EP are up to in there. It sounds like y'all are having a big time. We're uh, we're off and running today. And uh, yesterday, I guess, I don't know if EP picked a good day or a bad day to be off. Uh, all heck, we, we had it all lined up. We were going to do a lot of Cowboys talk, Cowboys at training camp. Had a lot of great audio from you. We're going to let you hear from Jerry. Going to let you hear about Jerry and Jimmy. And then the the, the world changed before our very eyes. And um, now the fallout continues that uh, Texas and OU are attempting to leave the Big 12. The latest on it uh, is that the athletic directors and the CEOs 
don't know if that's kind of like the same thing. Whatever. Um, maybe they're like, I don't know if the presidents are going to be involved in all this, but they're all getting together today, and some of this may happen via Zoom, a 5 o'clock meeting. A 5 o'clock meeting of the Big 12. And what I don't know exactly is, I mean, are the people that the report is that they're threatening to leave, are they going to be in the meeting? Are they going to Zoom in? Um, or is it going to be the eight that are left behind? Now, again, this thing hasn't happened yet. And I got a lot of people reaching out to me. Oh, this isn't real. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm talking about like college coaches across the country that I've talked to um, are still like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. But I'll just say this. I think at the highest levels, the Aggies are fighting this like crazy. Um, it, but even some of the high-level Aggies would admit this may be inevitable. And what's going to be really, really awkward is if it, if it has to be one of those long, slow goodbyes. You know, at least with the SWC, there was kind of like the last year, and then it dissolved. Uh, some of these things happened when A&M left the, you know, it was kind of like, get on out of here. Y'all get on out of here, okay? It wasn't these, like, horribly awkward, long goodbyes. Because of the TV rights deal um, that goes through 2024, I believe, I mean, you could have a really long, awkward goodbye. I mean, I know we're coming up on the 2021 season, but you don't want to play like three more seasons with people that don't want to be there, that they're gone. Now, it's left us all, and Aaron, you, uh, boy, you and EP, you know, both uh, both big green and gold guys, both Baylor. I'd love to be surrounded by Baylor people, and that's uh, that's fun. I've been surrounded lately with the Horn Frog <laughs> in Stephen Simcox. That's been frustrating at times, but I do. Uh, Stephen is uh, I'm very close to him, so we were able to work through that. But but we're all in the same boat right now. If you, I don't care if you just can't stand TCU. Oh, that's our bitter rival. We hate them. We hate TCU. We're alone. We're alone in the forest. What are we going to do? And TCU people, they, they laugh at us, um, Aaron and EP, if I say something like, hey, let's work together. What, what are TCU people going to say? They're going to, they're going to say, where was that? <laughs> where was working together back in 1996? And uh, back in that day, we, uh, we at Baylor controlled the uh, state lawmakers. We had the governor. We had the lieutenant governor. I kind of liked it, Aaron, the other day. That's what, I, that's what I like about you having a, a tad bit of age on you like me. You remembered that pretty well, and so you knew all the particulars. And uh, our young bucks don't always they, – they don't know what that was like and how angry the TCU people were. But right now, it is every man for himself, and everybody's got to figure out, okay, what are we doing? Because the truth is – the, the Longhorns and, and Sooners, they may have not wanted it to come out as quickly as it did, but now they have shown their cards. We've seen their cards. They are leaving us, and we have to decide what to do. And I'm sorry, with all due respect to Oklahoma State and some of the other great schools that are left behind, Kansas State, Kansas, I mean, there's some really good basketball, Iowa State, good, good football team. Um, I, I don't... This thought of, well, just bring SMU or bring Houston or whoever in and let's keep rolling. Let's get 10 teams and let's go. I mean, that's that not going to work. I mean, it, you know, you lose the visibility and the huge flagship nature 
of OU and UT, and it's just not workable. All right? So I just want to – I kind of need to blow some of those theories out of the water. I hate to do it, but I just need to have some real talk with you. Uh, Aaron, feel free, you or EP, to disagree with me on that. I don't – I don't think – I think if this thing – if 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 Texas um, and, and OU do, in fact, leave this conference – there's there's not much there's not much left for us. No, I absolutely agree. And one thing I will add, I think that a lot of people uh, fundamentally misunderstand how TV markets work as far as when people when the when they're buying programming rights. As far as the networks are concerned, and ESPN, Fox, the state of Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. And Houston are the two biggest markets, obviously. But the eyeballs for college football in the state of Texas are Texas and Texas A&M fans for the most part. So as long as they're in the TV package, they they consider Texas as being part of it. They don't consider, say, Houston, even though they're in the city of Houston, to be the Houston market or SMU or TCU to yeah. be the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And a lot yeah. of people don't understand that. It's Texas and Texas A&M is what they – if they get those two schools, they they consider that having the Texas market. You know, I, I that's some good points right there, Aaron. I I, I what I'm wondering, and, and we had a, we heard it yesterday, and we we'll go to the phone lines at three twenty. Uh, by the way, Aaron, in case I haven't said it yet, Aaron is EP in there? I mean, he, I I just he is. I mean, is he is he there? I mean, I it, it, it concerns me when he's just like eavesdropping. And he's not participating, and I and I've missed his voice. <clears throat> EP, I, I I tried to check on you and make sure you were feeling okay, but you were you were not very responsive to me. Have you come back? Are you is everything okay today? Because with this Delta variant making its way now to Central Texas, I don't know if it's in Robinson yet, uh, where Aaron's from, but it has made its way into most parts of Central Texas. I get worried. Uh, EP, are you okay? I am okay, and I uh, got up this morning, and I went to my old school and loaded up all of my um, teaching stuff that I'm taking with me and drove over to my new classroom at Midway Middle School and unloaded it, and I had a really good workout today. (laughs) EP, do you think your class, your middle school uh, history class, would enjoy maybe the Mosley show coming out one day and just doing a live show right there from the classroom? Would that be... You think Midway would approve of something like that, especially if I, if I promise not to say anything questionable that day? Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's plan on uh, scheduling that. That would be a a great uh, okay. a lesson uh, for them to see you do your show live. All right. And what now? What will you spend most of your time on this year? Is that now, middle school, when I was in seventh grade, I did Texas history. Do you do any of that, EP, or do you do something different? I have been teaching exclusively Texas history for the past four years, uh, okay. but I'm going to be teaching U.S. history, and we will be uh, teaching the teats that uh, they will need to know to take that star examination in the spring. I, I would blow that off, EP, if I were you. A star test doesn't mean much to me. And I, and I think we do too much about testing and not enough about learning. And I know deep down, EP, you may not be able to say it publicly, but I think you agree with me. So you you make sure you give them all those good life experiences and history and don't get so much into that test. And the truth is, if you make it interesting, which I know you will, the test will take care of itself. 
But that well, teaching yes, a Matt, test and is You're ridiculous. absolutely right. The thing that uh, I've always tried to do is uh, uh, incorporate uh, my living history experiences. Uh, and, you know, it's like the, the way I look at it, uh, the only hope that they have is, uh, is, is in getting a good education is listening to me talk. I, hey, that's that's kind of how I am, EP. Aaron and I just sit at your feet and try to learn and absorb as much as we can. Um, now, history is repeating itself, EP and Aaron, and that's what's happening with this realignment. Um, Aaron, you uh, you and I both lived this thing. EP, I'm sure you remember this all was going down, and I would say about 2009, 2010, right around then, there were two times this thing almost blew up. The first time in about 2009, A&M kind of helped save it. A&M was, was headed out, and but they weren't going to go. Uh, uh, Texas was wanting to go to the, the Pac-12. A&M was thinking about the, I can't even remember, it might have been the SEC already back then, and they were going to different places, and for whatever reason, A&M, I think it was at R. Bowen Lofton. Used to wear bow ties or something. They kind of saved it. Well, then the next year they said, we are out of here. Because they'd had enough of being that little brother status and the Longhorn Network. And, um, and, and, and that's what sort of amazes me about this whole thing. Texas has this thing just like they want it. They have their Longhorn Network. They have everything they want. The conference, in a way, is built around them. The reason most of those schools left was because Texas lorded over everybody. That's why Nebraska's long gone. That's why Missouri's long gone. That's why Colorado took off, because Texas ran everything. So I would just caution. Now, listen, I've got great Texas friends. I like watching Texas athletics, and, and it's good for college football when the Longhorns are good. Now, is it has, has college football fallen apart when Texas hadn't been that good? No. No, we're fine. But it would be helpful if Texas – but you know what I love is that everybody's bowing down. Well, welcome – except the Aggies. But welcome to our conference, Texas. Fellas, in the past 25 years, do you know how many conference titles in football the Longhorns have? The total would be – Three in the past 25 years of of the Big 12, they've had three. So okay. one more than Baylor. Yeah, yeah, and you know if that whole everything that happened, I don't want to get into all that, but Art probably would have kept winning them, and uh, and the Baylor almost won another one, of course, with Matt Rule, and uh, it went to overtime with OU, could have had a third title. So you're right, and 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 so I, it's it's just interesting. But as I said to one of my Aggie buddies today, with OU, you're getting a great program. Okay? You're getting a great football program. With Texas, you're getting a brand. That's what it is. And I, and I, I, don't, I mean, I hope my Texas buddies out there aren't like, mostly shut up. I mean, it's true. Now, are you great at baseball? Yes. Are you great at swimming? Yeah. Yeah. Golf? Sure. But it comes down to... How do you do at football? It, it's everything. And um, since they ran Mac off for not winning enough, even though in 09 a guy played for a national championship, since they ran him off, they haven't done anything. What was that, 2011, 2012, whatever it is. Um, it's been Charlie. Uh, now they got Sark in there. Herman, obviously, it didn't work out. So, But one thing I did want to share with our audience is the guy who broke the huge story – 
for the Houston Chronicle yesterday, Brent Zwerneman, oh, he's been busy. Brent's been a little bit busy, uh, is going to join us at 340. He's only got a few minutes, but that's okay. Known Brent a long time. It'd be good to have him on and uh, and kind of bend his ear on on kind of what he's hearing and what the latest is and all of that. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what we'll do next. Let's We'll let our folks sound off a little bit. And uh, EP, you know where that CNC collision text line you can show you can show our man Aaron. Hey, hey, there's there's the text messages flowing in. But we'll also take some phone calls. If you want to call us and sound off, I already had a gentleman reach out to me today via DMs, direct messages. That is Aaron and uh, an EP, and said, uh, Hey, can I come on? I, I got some stuff I want to get off my chest today. I want to go. Off. I want to talk. So be ready on the dump button. I mean, I don't know. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, he's sort of known as uh, he's, he's a big-time Baylor fan. He, or is it T-Rex? I don't know. Is Bigfoot, are Bigfoot and T-Rex separate people, Baylor fans? I think they are. T-Rex is a huge Baylor fan. Bigfoot's another guy. Anyway, the, somebody wants to come on today and go off on this. We'll give them that opportunity. Now, here's how you get a hold of us. It's 254-662-1660. If you're a Longhorn and you're excited about this, call us. If you're an Aggie and you're mad, you want to block this, or maybe you want the Longhorns. I thought the Aggies handled this the wrong way yesterday, and I'll explain that next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. As we head into the overnight, lows will dip into the mid-70s with partly cloudy skies expected. Any lingering rain chances we see today will diminish after 8 o'clock tonight. Friday is shaping up to be another warm and humid one with highs reaching 94 degrees and partly cloudy skies. Saturday will consist of partly sunny skies and a high of 95. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our special guest in the studio. It's the good guys can win big. It really is. They are good guys. Now, they are nasty on the floor, <laughs> but they are good guys or good people. They, they, In the culture, you have to be a good person. You have to be a good teammate, great teammate. And so that's all cultural, but it's just nice to see really good guys winning really big. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. 
Okay, he's out of the room, but I'll get him in a second. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. USA is 2-0 in the Olympic Games. Joining us along with uh, E.P. Garth. I'm talking. I'm speaking, guys. Are you not hearing me? Turn, turn me back up, and we'll get rolling here. We're, uh, we're transitioning, uh, and we're doing fine. And um, you guys hearing me okay, E.P.? You hearing me fine? Okay. You do? <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. I just – I had both – yeah, Sorry, good. it was just a uh, yeah, little Aaron, mix up. It's okay. It's still, okay. still working out the kinks. No, Aaron, Aaron, you told me you had me, and then EP told me you had me, so I thought, I don't think they really have me. I don't think they're hearing me. It's okay. It's okay. I am, uh, boy, there was a time I had no patience for anything, and I've grown out of it, thank goodness. But uh, it's really fun. Um, Aaron, you're going to do a great job, and it's fun having you, and we will work through all this and get rolling and um, – we, uh, we're going to hear from our people here in a minute. If you want to call in, it's 254-662-1660. And I, I started by this. I, this this uh, A&M thing, I, 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 th- I thought that was a little weird with the way uh, A&M has, uh, has handled this. Yesterday, they got there quickly. They were at the, uh, they had their AD. They were the only school that had an athletic director there. They knew this story was coming. And which makes you think, it, you know, they sort of planted the story a little bit. Who knows? But they, they basically saying, we want to be the only school. Yeah, I mean, if something's inevitable, like if, if Texas is coming and OU's coming, and those are two big-time programs, one's more of a, of, of a better football program. One of them's just a huge brand. But if they're coming, they're coming. I mean, there's no total blocking it. So I don't know that it does you that much good uh, to sit there and, and say, no, no, we, we, uh, we, you know, we don't want this to happen. All right, we do have people calling in, 254-662-1660. Aaron, let's, uh, let's go with uh, Baylor Bigfoot. Baylor Bigfoot, uh, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show on ESP in Central Texas. What's on your mind today? Aaron, thank you for taking my call, Matt. Double B's on the phone. First time caller, but a long time listener. Before I give my opinion, how are you doing, Matt? You feeling well today? <laughs> Bigfoot, I'm, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. I mean, I'm just still trying to survive the thought of uh, what's going to happen to uh, to Baylor uh, with uh, with all this happening and all the threat of realignment. But uh, tell me what's on your mind. Well, I think it was, unfortunately... <clears throat> UT and OU were too afraid of my son, Bigfoot Jr., who has verbally committed to play football at Baylor despite not receiving an offer. That's why they left for the SEC, or they're going to leave for the SEC. He's got offers from 127 other D1 programs, but he wants to be loyal to the school which celebrated his father. I'm etched into stone in the annals of Baylor football history. That's how big of a legend I am. 
Yeah, well, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, I, you know, you are Bigfoot, so that makes it makes sense. Now, do you have anything? Do you have anything to add in terms of? Do you think uh, Bigfoot that this is this is actually going to happen, or is all this just speculation? And you think there's a way to save the Big Twelve Conference as we as we know it? Well, Matt, I think this is certainly uh, not a nail in the coffin, but it might be the coffin closing. However, I think this is all due to UT's failed attempt at Longhorn Network. If ESPN would have been a Big 12 network, things would have gone well. And ultimately, I think it's all about the money. So, I don't know if it's over, but it seems like it might be. All right. Thank you, Bigfoot. There he goes. Uh, Bigfoot calling in. And, uh, and I, that, 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 what he said at last, Bigfoot has a little fun. I think there was some, some comedic uh, flourish to that. But he had a decent point there at the end. The Longhorn Network um, was not the behemoth that it was thought to be. Uh, I, I think, I think ESPN kind of thought, oh, my gosh, this is such a monstrous program if we do that. Well, that was around the time that Texas – had just played for a national title. They were still thought of as, I mean, they'd won the national title. Then I believe it was 09. They play Alabama for the for the national title. And there's some thought like, hey, this, I mean, if we put, this is a can't-miss proposition. And really what it became was, yeah, you get to have a game or two. You have a couple of basketball games on the Longhorn Network. You have a few commentators. But the rest of the time, you got to fill it with something. And they're just kind of filling it with, like, old games and things like that. It didn't turn into some sort of, like, oh, my gosh. And I think A&M, one of the reasons it left, it thought, I can't not believe they're letting UT do this. And there was some thought that it was going to be some kind of recruiting edge. I don't think there's a single recruit that's ever gone to the University of Texas since the Longhorn Network that would tell you, well, yeah, I wanted to be on the Longhorn Network. Or, boy, the, the thought of this network. No, no, no. If you go to UT, you go because they have, like, gorgeous facilities. They have a beautiful practice field. they got a great weight room. Uh, you like Austin. You like 6th Street. I mean, there's a lot of g- great things about living and going to school in Austin. One of those is not the Longhorn Network. So I think, um, I think Bigfoot was having a little fun there, but he kind of hit on something there at the end. Um, I felt like he was, Aaron. I thought I thought Bigfoot was maybe trying to get into some Ed Orgeron, uh, get into some Ed Orgeron voice. I don't <laughs> like if we met Bigfoot like after the show today at one of the lo- local watering holes. I don't think he would sound quite like that. Did, did you feel like he was putting on a little voice for us? I, I think so. I think he was having a little fun with it. But I also think you're right that he did make a good point about the Longhorn Network. If it had been successful, I don't know that we're having this conversation. If you if you make good points, you can use any voice you want. Aaron, is this your real voice? Like, is, is are you using your real voice, or, or are you using kind of like a made up voice so people won't know who it is? Is this is this your <laughs> God given voice? This is what I sound like all the time. Now, EP tried to convince me one day that he doesn't always sound the same as he does on the on the. Uh, on the radio, but the truth is, when I talk to him on the phone, that's exactly how he sounds. That's EP. EP, it, whether he's teaching history or whether he's on Now, I do think EP can kind of kick it in a little bit, and he gets his storytelling voice on, and he's kind of like around a campfire. In fact, let's do that sometime, Aaron. Let's get EP out around a campfire and have him tell us some, like, uh, Texas history stories. I'd like to hear more about the Karen Kawa Indians. 
I'd like to hear. I bet. I bet he would be interested in knowing that um, my great 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 aunt is Cynthia Ann Parker, uh, mom of Quanah Parker. Uh, EP, does that interest you? Uh, yes, quite a bit. Um, that's okay. very interesting uh, lineage you have there. Yeah, and John Parker and whatever the Parker, the Parkers that did finally track her down, her uncles and everything, and brought her back out of captivity. Well, of course, by then she did not want to be saved and was very uh, upset. So anyway, uh, we can get into some of that Texas history another time. I am. I. I. I don't know. We can get back to this A and M thing. If anybody wants to text in CNC Collision text line or call us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. And and by the way, I I really should right now. I've made this mostly about Texas A uh, Texas A and M in Texas in Oklahoma. I mean, our listenership a lot of them are Baylor fans, and I'm fourth generation Baylor guy. EP went to Baylor. Uh, Aaron has grown up an enormous Baylor fan. I mean, this impacts us in a huge way. And so the Baylor people are out there. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Now, we can either look at this like the, the greatest scenarios ever or the worst scenarios. The worst scenario is we're just left kind of aimlessly looking around for like the old whack or the Mountain West or whatever it is. Like, well, where do we go? Um, better scenarios are. Baylor ends up, because we're so good at basketball, the defending national champions, but maybe Baylor plays basketball in the Big East and plays football in the American Athletic Conference. Now, the best scenario, if this thing doesn't make and the conference does crater, is the ACC. Now, all those schools, Duke and North Carolina and everybody, I mean, Baylor fits tremendously in basketball. We need to have a really good season in football. People are like, well, mostly it doesn't, it doesn't come down to one season. Well, you know, it's better if your program, the, the better your program's doing. I mean, as we sit here right now, uh, Baylor put out a press release, and um, but their season tickets. I mean, they've started their season ticket campaign. I mean, it's a crazy, it, you know, obviously they didn't know all this stuff was going to happen. They still got to go out and sell season tickets, but season tickets – uh, offer the best value for Baylor's seven-game home schedule. And by the way, those matchups against BYU, Texas, and Oklahoma, and they also have mini plans. The gold mini plan and the green mini plan. We'll tell you more about those. But can you imagine being over there at Baylor and, and all this mess has hit, and then you've got to roll out a season ticket plan? That's not easy. But again, we got to show up this year and support the Bears. Um, now, Aaron, is Pat on the line right now? Yes. Okay, two, uh, two, five, four, six, six, two, sixteen, sixty. We do have the guy who broke all this story. He's going to come on with us at, uh, three forty. But, uh, Pat, uh, want to make time for you. We got people that want to sound off on this story. Uh, it, you have, uh, joined the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. Pat, what's on your mind? This is the Matt Mosley. I'm speaking to the Matt Mosley. I am not worthy. <laughs> you, this is me. Yes, you got through to me. Oh, uh, incredible. All right. You got to look at it this way. How many Baylor and Texas Tech alums have pulled in the Texas legislature? Because, as you well remembered being a history person, why did Tech and Baylor – when the Southwest Conference went down, why did 
Ann Richards and Janelle, who went to Tech, make sure that Baylor and Texas Tech came into the Big 12. Yeah, I remember all that, and it's a, it's a great point. And that was Bob Bullock, obviously, uh, helping Tech and Baylor. He had degrees for both of those schools. God love her. I miss Governor Ann. <clears throat> right now, we need we need somehow, we need help from Governor Ann uh, from afar. But but while I, Pat, that's a, I mean, it's a really good point, and, we, and you do need to know, we need to know our history. But think about this. A&M left. Nobody was able to stop that. Now, you know, uh, Rick Perry, all these people are Aggies that, that have been huge. Uh, you know, John Sharp, I mean, all these guys that have been big in politics in Texas, they were Aggies, so they were going to help out, and they weren't stopping them. But Texas couldn't stop A&M from leaving. I mean, they didn't. They weren't able. Baylor was trying to sue them. So I, I'm afraid the old way of, well, let's get the Texas legislators. I mean, I saw one guy today from uh, up in the Dallas area, up in a Plano area. What's that guy's name? Um, anyway, I'm not, he's not coming to me. But he's a, he's a state politician, and he said, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to try. I just don't think the state, like, Baylor doesn't have the sway they used to have. Now, that doesn't mean we can't get in there and have a fight. The Aggies are fighting like crazy right now. But, Pat, I would just say I, uh, I, I, I'm afraid that the the – the, the way the legislature was set up in 1995, when all this was happening, then that 94 to 96 range, um, you know, Mark White and Governor Ann and Bob Bullock are not walking through that door. No, they're not. But the deal is, okay, let's take this scenario. Let's say Texas and, and OU leave, and that won't happen until 2025 because they got a $300 million contract with ESPN. And unless ESPN pays them in full right now, it won't happen until 2025. If Texas and OU leave, where does that leave everybody else? Now, I know Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are tied through their legislature, and that could be a problem for OU. West Virginia could go to the ACC easily. Maybe Iowa State could go to the, you know, the Big Ten. But you got Kansas, Kansas State. Tech and Baylor, they got nothing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's rough. And and again, back then the Calvary came; it was there for us. And and the state and the lawmakers were there. Uh, OSU, Oklahoma State, to your point, Pat, put out a strongly worded statement, but I'm just not sure how much good it does. And did you notice Oklahoma before they pulled this stunt? They uh, they waited till T uh, Boone Pickens was not with us anymore. I mean, the great T Boone would have been fighting us like crazy. You know, David Boren from OU uh, did look out. The old senator from OU um, he did look out for Oklahoma State. That's just not the case right now. That's just simply not the case. And and some of this thought of of Tech and and Oklahoma State being taken care of, they can try, but the SEC is going to take who it wants. And I don't think they're going to let themselves be forced into taking anybody they don't want, i.e. Tech or Oklahoma State. Good stuff, Pat. I appreciate it. And I love I love we get our calls. I really do. A very nice job, by the way. I mean, Aaron hadn't been taking calls in about 15 years. And Aaron walks right back in here, and he's taking calls. He and EP, they're just in there, you know, twisting it up, getting it all right. But, uh 
Uh, man, there's a lot going on here and a lot of people that want to talk. Uh, we need to do something, though, right now. Uh, we have um, the guy who broke the huge story for the Houston Chronicle, Brent Zwerneman, uh, is going to join us, and that is next. Recently on Game Time. Is it important to get a guy named early so you can kind of define your, your offensive football team around your starting quarterback? I think there is some merit to that, and we want to get the right person. And so whatever it takes to do that. So if it could be earlier, you know, in the fall camp piece, um, that'd be great. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. Sure. I had Sounds as good. many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their Okay, you should be able to hear me for now. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated okay, me to you after about this commercial. what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Five seconds. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. Um, I, I want to talk right now about Central National Bank, our title sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. And, um, boy, C&B, what a great place. Two locations in the Waco area, one in Temple. Uh, and I love that one right off 84 out there with a the long corridor. That's a gorgeous place. And then, of course, the one right off Valley Mills. Uh, so many great options. And one of the cool things I was talking to the executive vice president about just a few moments ago, positions open. I mean, we're coming back from this pandemic. Um, there are some positions open over there at Central National Bank looking for uh, uh, part-time, uh, help looking for that. There's several open positions. If you go on there, you can find out what they are. And uh, also, I Brian tells me they're also looking for a part-time radio personality. So I don't know. I may I may do some. Uh, you may see me if you come through uh, the drive-through. I may be up there doing some telling. Is that what you call it? I'd really. I've always those are the those are the coolest people really that I, you ever deal with, and they're they're extremely patient. I'd like to try my hand at that sometime. I really think I could ruin that experience. But uh, the details for those open positions, you can be you can find those at cnbwaco.com. Okay, that's the website, cnbwaco.com. That is Central National Bank. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private on the club phone, inside okay. McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte oh, dining sorry. for we lunch and dinner, and special events for all yes. interests. Contact John or Rebecca Founding, today I'm at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor but Club yeah, he's your ready home to go right away from break. home or to book your next private event. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. USA is 2-0 in the Olympic Games opening round of softball, beating Canada 1-0 last night. The games continue today with rowing and archery getting underway, along with softball and soccer continuing. Dallas Cowboys will open training camp under stricter COVID-19 protocols because they did not reach the 85% vaccine threshold. But owner and general manager Jerry Jones said he does not believe it will impact the players' preparedness for the regular season. Astros lost to the Indians 5-4 last night and have the day off before they start a series at home with the Rangers tomorrow night. Rangers lose their ninth in a row as the Tigers beat them in the afternoon game today 7-5. Rangers start a three-game series with the Astros tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's get right to him. I mean, it's a whirlwind. He's got a lot on his plate, so we'll be quick. But uh, Brent Zwarneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. Brent, you've broken a lot of news over your lifetime. I don't remember quite one just being almost like a bomb like this. I mean, you just you just decided um, at about 2 and 2.30 in the afternoon to just stop down all of SEC media days. So congratulations to you for just completely um, taking over SEC media days. Yeah, Matt, you said I had a lot on my plate. You must have seen my meal today over at uh, SEC media days. They, they did feed us well. which But, you know, it, hey, yesterday, Matt, was, was Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and Mike Leach making his SEC media days debut. So, you know, I was I was stoked about that. Um, ideally, this this bombshell would have would have dropped on me next week when I'm back in the dog days of July and looking for something to do. You know, looking for something to cover and come up with story ideas. But I certainly wasn't going to ignore it at, at, at that point. And you know, when I got word of it, um, I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey. You know, and and uh, found him on Red Radio Road down there, and he looked at me like. Where did you hear that? You know, and and then essentially he said, well, you know, rumors have been swirling. Then he said, yeah, no comment. You know, that because and at that point, you know, then we're trying to get uh, reaction from from especially Texas and then and then OU and go from there. So. So, yeah, it certainly wasn't my intention, but it's made for a pretty crazy 24 hours in the time since. Did Sankey. So did now did he did you give him a chance to comment like right before you dropped it or was this did you did you go find him right after the story dropped no it was yeah it was um uh the idea was we needed reaction from the sec before we posted anything okay and and so yeah it was (laughs) and so we were able to put in the story you know a a no comment from from sec commissioner greg sankey which certainly wasn't a uh 
that's crazy or no, this is not happening or I have not contacted anybody. It was, it was simply two words, no comment. So yeah, so we, we, um, you know, allowed him to, to do that before we posted. And it was funny because the Wi-Fi in the Winfrey hotel and Hoover has just been really spotty. So I'm literally running around with my laptop and trying to connect to my hotspot on my cell phone and, went outside to try to get better Wi-Fi. It reminded me of the old days when you'd pull up to an apartment complex and try to, you know, scam some free Wi-Fi to send in a story. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. And then I finally got it. We finally got it posted. And I, I took a breath and walked back into the, into the main ballroom there and, and had a seat. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet your phone started blowing up and then people started stopping by probably some of your friends that were covering it like, uh, Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't give, well, you didn't Jimbo, give everybody a heads up. <laughs> no, no, I did not at all. And, and Jimbo was actually at the podium at the time, by the time we finally got it posted and, and then they go to me, you know, and I ask him a, you know, some lame question about the offensive line. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, had, he had previously he had just gotten a question about, uh, did you see that report in the Houston Chronicle? And you know, and that's when Jimbo said, "Well, I bet they would." You know, in terms of, of joining the SEC. Well, uh, Brent Zorneman, who covers the Aggies for the Houston Chronicle, uh, this story, uh, Brent, you know these Aggies, you know people, high-ranking Aggies, they're working like crazy to uh, uh, to prevent this. Do you? I mean, knowing all the things that you know about this process and knowing all those Aggies, do you do you like their chances? The the, the feeling I'm getting today, even from the, the top kind of Aggies, are, well, this is probably inevitable. Is that the same sort of feedback and feeling you're getting, but I guess they're going to continue to run out all the traps? You nailed it when you said I've been there before because – I am having flashbacks big time to, to <laughs> 10 years ago. And and here's the thing. The literal 10-year anniversary to the day of Bowen Lofton stepping out uh, of a Regents meeting at Texas A&M on the A&M campus and saying the Big 12 is in a state of uncertainty, that was 10 years ago yesterday. And if you <laughs> you can probably start connecting the dots. And I did a big anniversary story on that, reaching out to a lot of old contacts across the leagues and, you know, and so forth. So uh, you can imagine how that um, you can start kind of putting things together on how it all came down on, <laughs> on this, but it had a lot to do with the 10 year anniversary of, of the Aggies saying that they wanted out of the big 12 and wanted to go into the sec. And from there things accelerated. And of course, as you well know, Baylor tried to, and I could not blame Baylor, you know, tried pulling out all the stops, Kevin the star, Hey, Let's try and stop these guys, you know, threaten litigation and so forth. And when at some point they saw that just simply wasn't going to work, you know, that's when things, you know, a and was going to be a, a, a lame duck in the Big 12 longer than than what, it, you know, happened. I think they were going to make move into the SEC in 2013, maybe 2014. But once it was apparent they weren't going to be part of the Big 12 and it was an awkward situation, suddenly they're they're entering in 2012. And I could see that happening here as well. And then to your question about the Aggies, they're saying all the right things. They're trying to pull out all the stops. But in the end, they might end up being a lone ranger on this front in terms of one out of 14 because of the addition of, of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Did you feel like uh, Bjork um, looked a little – Week on, I mean, so it's it's interesting how he did that, and I know probably he was given his marching orders to say no. There's there's only one Texas team in the SEC, but 
it just seemed a little weird the the reaction and everything. And I mean, I I knew you you knew once you put this out, the Aggies were going to head this way, and and you had those really good comments. But then he's he's there and he's available. He's like the one of the only athletic directors around. How did you how did you think he came across? And and how do you think the Aggies look right now? Because as you said, they may. They may be the only team totally against this. So somebody was reporting yesterday that maybe Missouri, but then uh, their new coach was up there making jokes about, "Hey, welcome to the conference," kind of deal. Yeah, making horns down jokes. Uh, <laughs> Ross Bjork was saying what he, yeah, what he, uh, you know, he was walking the company line. In other words, he was doing what he felt needed to be done for Texas A&M at that very moment, and. Uh, I have kind of gotten a little bit of a kick out of the whole idea that this was some big orchestrated event by Texas A&M. You know, they had no idea this was coming out at, at that time. And, you know, and as I explained earlier, so much of it stemmed from me looking back at the 10 year anniversary of Lofton's declaration. So A&M wasn't part of that. If you, if you're following me here, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't some yeah, deal where, yeah. okay, this news is going to drop and Ross Bjork is going to be right there to answer questions. I mean, <laughs> he was as stunned as, as, as anyone in the room. I'll put it that way. So his initial reaction was A&M wants to be the only school from the SEC in the state of Texas, which, you know, which they've said all along. So it wasn't anything different, but I do think along the way that, uh, you know, and they can continue that stance and there's going to be lawmakers involved and in everything early on, but uh, we'll just see how it plays out from there. But I, I will say this to answer your question: He did what A and M felt like he needed to do at that at that very moment when he's getting surround, literally surrounded by reporters. Yeah, and generally when there are reporters around, um, the Chancellor John Sharp um, will show up, and, and 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 Brent, you might have to update sometimes John on what exactly is going on. <laughs> but once he once he knows, he likes to be part of these things. Is uh, have we have we heard from uh, Mr. Sharp on any of this? We have not, at least I have not, in terms of that. And you know, he was not he was not at SEC media days. Uh, I was I was working. I think one of your old buddies, Travis Brown. I was working next to them at um, at SEC media days, and they were reaching out to a lot of uh, you know the, the the brass at Texas A and M, and I heard his name from them. But so maybe they reached out to him, but I have not heard from him on that front. And, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we got an earful from Ross Bjork early on. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, my perspective, I'm a fifth-generation Texan. I grew up on the A&M Texas football game. It was, it was one of the highlights of my year. So, personally, you know, if this does come to fruition, man, I'm looking forward to that being a game around Thanksgiving again. You know, that, that will certainly be one of the pluses, I think, for the state of Texas is the, the renewing of the rivalry, even if – even if Aggies say they don't want it and you're hearing, you know, I'm hearing from so many Aggies saying, you know, mad and they don't want it back. But I'm also thinking that those guys are going to be the first in line for tickets. If, if the mm. game does indeed come back. Brent Zorneman joining us, uh, broke this big story for the Houston Chronicle. And uh, that, by the way, Brent, I mean, I, I'm fine if you want to enjoy thinking about this, but could you at least have a, have a moment for my Baylor Bears. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about where, where hey, they fit into this whole, this whole I, thing. I'm with you, Matt. You know what? I, I love Baylor. You know, as a guy who grew up and I, I attended Sam Houston, so I was one of those who 
I mean, I pitched at Farrell Field against the Bears. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I love the place. I love the setting. Baylor has done everything, you know, with its facilities. It's awesome. And so <laughs> I even mentioned that on a, on some other shows earlier that Baylor, here's a program, a department that's on the upswing to win the national title in basketball. And now suddenly they're going to maybe be, maybe be in that position of a, of a decade ago, but, and it certainly worked out then. And I just don't see the big 12. Let me ask you about this. How is the big 12 going to handle this in terms of saying, do they try to add, you know, Cincinnati rice SMU down the line or do, those teams, the more prominent programs, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, do they disperse to, to other leagues at that point? I mean, they, they, they'll actually need, like, Congress or, uh, or they need the state house. They need lawmakers to get involved because this is the most reactionary conference that ever was put together. And, and we're reminded every few years of how this is a house of cards. And you've seen it even when they try to do that dog and pony show uh, and, 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 and talk to some other schools about expansion. It turned into a big joke. And it's at the end of right. it, they're like, oh, we didn't really want anybody anyway. So to to think that there is a plan. Now, what we hope, uh, you know, basically is that Mac Rhodes from Baylor does have a plan. Like personally, whether that's through the ACC, whether that's Big East basketball, whatever it is, that it, he has something in his hip pocket. Because I'll tell you one thing, Brent, you can't. Uh, if I've learned anything over the years, you cannot trust the University of Texas. And I, I don't even mean that. I mean, I love, I got all, I'm like you, I got a ton of Texas buddies. But if you're in business and you're in a conference and you think, oh, I, they, they're, they're loyal to me. Oh, Texas is going to take care of us. You're stupid. I mean, you really are. You're crazy. If you, and that's why the Aggies, I mean, have learned the hard way over the years. There's a, there's a huge lack of trust, and that's why they don't want to reunite. But I'm like you. Once it happens, there'll be excitement over it, and we can get the Aggies and Longhorns to play in again, and all that will be fun. But the rest of us are left to be like, what in the world? What do we do with our lives? But, no, I got you. And, and there is some thought that, you know, maybe there's a different set, you know, a different regime in place. But I, I follow you on that, on that distrust. I mean, I've seen it firsthand from covering the Aggies all these years. So, so yeah, that is certainly – but I, I will say this. You mentioned Mac Rose. Certainly, Baylor is in really good hands with him. I will say that. Um, you know, I think he will, he, will, he will find the best alternative plan for, for the Bears moving forward. I have no doubt about that. He is, he is one sharp dude. Well, I appreciate that, that final kind word there, Brent. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. You're all over the, the place right now, and uh, it was a, it was a great uh, some great breaking news for you. And just keep doing it, man. I just hope you keep dropping bombs. I hope the next story, though, is that Baylor's now in the ACC. Okay, that's what I want you to work on. There you go, Matt. You can break that one, and then I'll have you. I'll visit with you about that, all right? <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Brent. We'll see you soon. You bet. We'll see you. Brent Zorneman, uh, who uh, broke the big story for the Houston Chronicle. And, uh, wow, what a big one right there. Uh, appreciate you, Aaron. Appreciate you, EP. Uh, man, I don't want EP to leave us. I don't want him to go back to that schoolroom. I mean, that's really hurt my feelings thinking about it. Uh, I, did, uh, I did want to mention uh, at the end of the show today, Craig Cherry, one of our great sponsors. And uh, Craig uh, does a tremendous job and one of the tireless advocates and, uh, boy, that law firm he's a part of, that's incredible. You can go over there to SWC, what's called SWCLaw.com, and it uh, reminds me of the old SWC conference, but that's how you can find out more information. Uh, he and I went to law school together. 
He's been an incredible attorney in Central Texas. He's tried cases, international law, all over the country, and he'll fight them in any courtroom. Uh, he'll get right in the middle of it. That is Craig Cherry. And, uh, boy, Steckler, Cochran, Cherry. I mean, that's a big-time law firm that he's a part of. And uh, we appreciate him. We appreciate him, uh, his involvement with our show. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, for Aaron and for EP, I am Matt Mosley. Game time with Tom Barfield is next. 